Hi, welcome to season eight. We're in episode three of what we're calling category creation. And it really is because our clients are saying with all of the turmoil, we think there are opportunities for us. And by the way, sometimes competitors are, are changing our category on us. So we're looking at all sides of how you can shape um, your category. And uh, one of our favorite stories that uh, actually has so many opportunities to, to illustrate how this is done is, um, is Pudel. Tom, do you want to explain a bit about how what we saw and how they created a category? Yeah, this is a little bit of a spin on category creation. Uh, um, the Quidel story is how a company went into a category that was new to them and absolutely revolutionized how business was done in that category. So the Quidel story is, uh, let's see how to say how to say it succinctly. A company that sold uh, diagnostic medical diagnostic companies to doctors and medical personnel. So B two B, they were a B two B company with that kind of expertise and a, a professional sales force. Through an acquisition, uh, ended up with a company or with a with a product line that sold directly to customers called home pregnancy tests. Sold at retail in grocery stores. Completely new category for them. And they employed a strategy that really allowed them to gain market share very, very quickly, and um, you know, be successful in, in an area that um, that they were unfamiliar with—a new category to them. So that's what we want to talk about this week. Yeah, and Sean, we have a rascal with us. So, uh, which of you get to talk first here? Yeah, I think I better take the. Uh, I'll take <laughs> the reins on that one. We're still waiting for the day the dog starts talking. Although I, the way this year is turning out, or the last twelve months is turning out, none of us would be particularly surprised if he did. I don't think it's a it's a it's twelve months of challenging convention. Um, yeah, it's an interesting topic because buried within this this new category and how you approach that whole new business you've gained through acquisition. There's also the next step to it, isn't it? Which it, which is, do you just take it as as a simple one-dimensional? Here's a product that does a particular thing. In this case, produces evidence whether you're pregnant or not. Or do you look at that and see if there's further categories within this new category? Like, is this just a single one-shot product, rather different ways? And when you think it through. Lots of products fall into that area. You know, the actual product performance, what it does doesn't necessarily change, but who it does it for and why it's needed in the circumstances does change. And I think that's another angle we can explore with Quidel is, is not just how to approach a new category, but how to, how to further subdivide that maybe. You know, I love what you're saying, Sean, because we, you know, we know that you have to change your mindset to be able to do any of that. Um, you know, the magic of marketing happens when you switch your brain. And the way you're describing that too is is um, is to be able to get away from your product enough to see the other side of it, see it through a different, a lot of different lenses, even ones that you wouldn't normally even think might be, um, a, you know, the product may appeal to, because there may be opportunities in a very different way. So, so flipping your brain is probably part of the trick of being able to get insights about a category. Well, and I think that's exactly what Quidel did I mean they they were a little bit uh, intimidated by the magnitude of going into a new market, but I think sometimes you you come into a new market with less baggage than the incumbents. And what Quidel discovered was that all of the incumbents in the market were were attacking it the same way, kind of how Sean was was saying one you know one product and 
and, and, and marketed the same way to everybody. And what Quidel realized was that segmentation was um, not only something that nobody else was doing, but a source of potential competitive advantage for them. They, they, they realized through a simple segmentation that there wasn't just one market for home pregnancy tests. There were women who bought them hoping that they were pregnant and women who bought them that were hoping they weren't pregnant. And they happened to have the capabilities to create two different offerings. Actually though, the offering was the same for both segments, but the way they communicated about the offerings was different. For the don't want to be, they, they named it something completely different that was oriented towards the idea that you really want to know right away if you're pregnant, if you don't want to be pregnant versus another product that was named and packaged completely differently for the women who did uh, hope that they were pregnant with a more happy connotation in the name. And so by, by doing that, they, they were able to um, successfully appeal to a broader swath of the market and, and rapidly take market share because they looked at it a little bit differently than in all the incumbents who had been staring at that market for a long time. I think that's a really good point, Tom. That, that open mind always, always leaps out at me when people say because it's one of those phrases that is not a breakthrough thought. Having an open mind is, is well understood. And the advantages of having an open mind approaching almost any problem is also well understood, yet it's quite hard to do. It's a bit like healthy eating or getting your daily exercise. You know, it's, everyone understands if you want to lose weight, eat less, do more. But actually putting it into action is difficult. And it's like that with being open-minded. Sometimes you can't help be constrained because you know too much. You, you, you've educated yourself in a market to such an extent, it's actually harder to see it through a, a different lens. And that's the important part with any new category is, is to not be encumbered with that sort of baggage and be able to take a perspective, maybe from the customer's point of view or just asking the dumb questions, why do we do this? And it talks to another aspect too, if I can throw two things in. There's one is the open mind. Two, when it's a product that has some technical capability, how often do we see that the focus being on how accurate is it? How easy is it to use? How quick do you get the results? All these very measurable, and of course those are important, but you're not gonna get that, that insight without asking those broader questions, not about the product, but about the user. And I think that's the real story for me is, is applying that open mind and also stepping into the user's shoes or, or anyone in the supply chain, anyone in the customer, whether it's the, the retailer or the pharmacist or the, or the individual consumer is, is applying that open mind through someone else's lens. I have to tell you, Sean, I know why you have Rascal because Rascal looks at you with such awe that you're the most brilliant man that he's ever listened to. It's so cute. It's like the whole time that you were describing that, Rascal's like, yeah, that's that's the right thing. So yeah, and everybody that's listening to this only audio only, you're missing a, a, a very huge Yeah, check out the video. Go go yeah. find this on video because- Find this still... on our website. Yeah, we, the video. you want to see <laughs> Rascal and you want to see Rascal just admiring Sean. And maybe I don't know, someday Rascal will talk, and that would be I, I don't know whether I should feel um, insulted that, that, that my words are, are such awe-inspiring that, that I've captured the canine market with them, because I'm really aiming a little bit higher up the mammalian food chain than, than that. But I'll take it because, you know, 
Frankly, I could say anything he'd uh, he'd approve. That's that's, the, that's why I, people have dogs. My dog's at the door. So <laughs> I, I, and every time you talk, Sean, my dog is is comes to the door. So I think you have captured the canine market. Okay, so I'm changing my handle on Twitter to at the dog whisperer. Yes. Yeah, I think you've got something there. Um, but actually, you know, I think before I interrupted us, you, you made some really good points about, you know, the open mindedness. It's easy, but, you know, it, it's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, and then uh, around flipping that. So even though you have the tangible benefits, it's those other things that are really important for people to 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 understand at a deeper level. How does it fit my needs? I don't care if you have the best you know gadget. If it doesn't fit my needs, I don't I don't I'm not going to listen to you. Um, so and I think Tom had said something about how with Quidel, there's all these things around it that actually were changing. So. Um, you can change your category without actually spending a lot of money. You don't have to change your core product. But what both of you are saying is maybe it's the way that you start to put things around it based on, on their needs, how they want to be communicated to, or even the packaging that may be a bit different. It, it's not as costly as having to change the whole product to master a whole market. It, it actually could be easier than, than it sounds in some ways. Yeah. Pretty straightforward what Quidel did and very, very effective. I want to just take a little bit of uh, opportunity to talk about something that's that's related to this, but maybe a little bit uh, different, you know, kind of frame of reference. What I think is really helpful a lot of times with companies that are in B2B businesses who ultimately know that their product goes to a consumer, okay? But they've made the decision that it's not time yet to create that pull through demand from consumers, you know, they, that, that, that they're, they're, they're for now gonna continue to just market directly to say a professional in the middle, like a, a doctor. One of the things that, uh, an opportunity that we see all the time is by segmenting, by still segmenting that end user, by thinking about what the different needs of that end user are, even if you're not going to communicate to them directly like Quidel did, can still be a very, very powerful strategy because you can take that information to the middle person, the, the, the specialist, the professional that you do market to and help them have better communication um, and, and, and better um, just total efficiency with their end consumer. It's an opportunity that we see all the time that that professional really, really uh, appreciates. You're helping them, even though you're not talking to that end user, you're helping them do well with that end user and, and, and build a bigger, a better relationship with that end user. And I think that's an opportunity um, that, that exists for many of the people in, in our listening audience. Yeah, I don't know if that's too far a step away, Tom. Um, I, I take your point. It's it's not strictly on the category thing, but yeah, it is another massive opportunity of of looking at the whole supply chain and everyone in that chain is is potential. And we we talk about the customer's customer, and if you can help your customer solve their customer's needs better, then your customer is going to like you a whole lot more than your competition. So that whole customer's customer it's it's very multi-dimensional this this categorization thing isn't it it's at the product level it's at the end user level and it's also through the supply chain and through the customer's customer 
it's um it's it's a big opportunity but a tangled web sometimes yeah i think you know in this day and age with you know being able to pivot and and you know fast works and all the different um types of terminology that we're hearing it seems like um it's easier than ever to to be able to create a category and it may not be completely right but it may be right enough for you to test even if it's in some small market you know maybe you're not quite sure if it's worth a, you know an investment to go all through europe but maybe there's a portion of europe that you start out in and and start to test that that new way that you want to create a market the way you're going to shape it differently and get some feedback and if that gains traction not only is it important for the market but it's critical for internal because you could be really good at creating a whole new category but the people around you your boss your coworkers are going mm, get back to just your basics you know focus on your product and they can actually suck the wind out of your efforts so you need internal evidence that this is working well in in whatever way that you can prove a test so that you gain confidence with your your internal teams to support you more as well because you're going to need them to do that absolutely and i think that the, right. the 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 tools that we often talk about are very very useful in this regard in taking those kinds of of chances and communicating what can seem like a really risky uh, or you know very innovative strategy to to your internal team, influence mapping, segmentation, benefits ladder, segmentation, um, positioning, and you, you know, choosing the right name for your product and uh, those kinds of things. They're 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 all part of you know the, the 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 toolkit, the strategy toolkit, just applied maybe a little bit differently, but maybe not so differently for category creation. It's still very useful. Yeah, I kind of think of it as a parking garage. Um, you know, if you're at the top levels, the ones that, that are circular, a lot of times you see them at airports or shopping malls, and um, category is at the top, but as you complete, you know, as you continue to go down, you go to the lower levels, that's where you get into, you know, your business or you get down to your products. So you're right, the tools that you can use to manage your products or your portfolio are very much, you just kind of, you know, have to expand the way you're, you're using them but you can do that at a whole category level as well. And you're going to need to position and all the, all the important marketing things at that level. What does Rascal think? He agrees. He Rascal's approval? Yeah, he's uh, got a thumb. If he had opposable thumbs, it would be up now like that. No, I, no, I see it in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any closing thoughts to uh, category creation with, with companies like Fidel is our illustration. I just say two things, open your mind and change your perspective. Well, segmentation can really help do these things. Yeah, and I'm, I think you need to get internal support when you, uh, when you even have a shred of evidence. So um, we wish you luck on that. And um, you can get all of our pocket, you can see the, the actual, the visual if you're not seeing it. Um, on our on our website and pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts, you'll find uh, you'll find us, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.